Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat the Designer. Bad on Bears fans, welcome into another Monday edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. It's me, it's Lance Briggs in the building, breaking down Bears football as we do every week. Lance, what's going on, baby? Hey, feeling good out here. It's heating up in the desert, which means the weather should be getting beautiful in Chicago. I wore this in to work today to walk into the studio from the train station. It was about 65 outside. Perfect temperature for walking. I ain't trying to have it too hot out here. I'm just not like Chicago weather get muggy. They get that. We get that muggy high. Yeah, I mean, it's not the dry heat. I I ain't ready for that yet. I'm just trying to Chicago. Chicago ones. They don't waste. They don't waste good days. You know, if you, no, have, if you know that it's going to be sunny out the next day, you're already prepping. Hey, listen, I know I've got my shorts. You know, I've yeah. got my, I got my, my, uh, my ice bucket. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to enjoy oh, yeah. this day. You know? Oh yeah. We're not, we're not wasting no days, man. Cause listen, we, we don't know how long this is going to last every year. Basically, like sometime like last winter, last winter wasn't bad. Last winter, we in December getting like 50 degree days. All right, I'll take it. Yes. A couple weeks yes. before that. Negative 55. Negative. So you never know. You got to take it in when you get it. <laughs> correct. That is correct. Very hey, man, correct. we got a lot to get to on the show today, Lance. <clears throat> we got to talk about Ryan Poles basically letting us know that he is looking to add a pass rusher to this team. Somebody on the edge. Talk about maybe some uh, issues that some of the players might have coming into this system. Also, I want to get your thoughts on the schedule. Schedule dropped last week and uh, hear kind of what you were feeling when you saw it, your initial thoughts and what it was like for you when you saw those schedules coming out, where some of your favorite places mm-hmm. to play were. Listen, Ryan Pohl said he was mad last season, too. We got to talk about that because the GM going off, does that inspire you guys? That fire you up? It didn't inspire last man. year's team. <laughs> it didn't inspire last year's team. We were all mad. We were all mad. <laughs> yeah. We were all upset for a lot of reasons last year. You know, and, and the thing is, listen, as upset as we were last year, we'd like to be less upset this year. If we're less upset, we're doing something right. Hey, we're trying to flip the script out here. I, I, sure. I, I have a set table at my house made for flipping just because I need to oh, get, be able to get that aggression out. Oh, are you like a, are you like a Buffalo Buffalo Bills fan? You drop off. Oh, no, the top I don't, no, 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 I'm I'm not jumping through it, but I leave it sitting on the side of me just so I can flip it flip and it. feel good. Uh, about, you I know like what I mean? That. Like, yes. listen, I I got a lot of aggression in me at times, Lance. I probably yes. should have played football, but my shoulder wouldn't stay in socket. And then finally, the games we're most excited for coming into the season. All that and more on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit the like button, subscribe to the page, make sure that you're listening five days a week. Let's get into the first quarter, Lance. A lot of energy here this morning. I like this. Good Monday mm. morning. Podcast mm. out here getting quote tweeted by and, and written articles about over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? We coming in with a lot of energy here. Y'all love what you're seeing here. Let's get into and this first quarter. This is just the off season. First quarter. This is it's just still the, the off season. Here's, here's the part. I'm not. This is the part that, that uh, full disclosure, right? We, we going to be open on this podcast. I'm a very open <laughs> person. The part I'm most excited about. It's coming in on a Monday where somebody that played your position your entire life <laughs> makes a mistake that you just looking at 
and you mm. just lose <laughs> I can't wait yes. for that. <laughs> yes. That is the part I'm most excited <laughs> about. But you know, in, 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 in that same respect, you know, yeah. I'm the if the effort is there, you gotta understand, if the effort is there, then the the the, the criticism to me is gonna be at a minimum because you know they, the, every player has 100% control over that over over their attitude and their effort. So if it's there, you can make up for a lot. And some 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 may not understand that. Yeah, I, I that's that's what I'm waiting. I'm waiting for like that day. Wait, listen, it's a learning experience, right? But like Noah Sewell just just don't don't get that tackle. Didn't run hard enough to, and Lance just come in here flips the table. You know what I'm saying? I'm that's what I'm table. waiting for. I'm gonna ask we'll for the table. table. I'm gonna say, listen, I need a table. I will mm-hmm. get you a custom table just for you that says flip on it. We got to make that happen. Mm. That's got to be a brand. Like let's that. do it. Uh, let's get into this, Lance. Ryan Poles talked about uh, Friday that he's looking to add to this team. He understands what this team needs at pass rusher. He's hoping that something will happen sooner than later, which implies to me that at a minimum, he's looking to do something. And that gets me a little bit excited because I think there's a lot of good names at the edge rusher position out here. That's where everybody can be focusing in with him. Name I mean, one. for me, Yannick Ngakwe is my favorite. Okay. Okay. I love Yannick Ngakwe. I understand. And here's the thing. I had to go back because he's a weird one to me because mm-hmm. I believe he's played for five teams in six seasons. And I was like, what's he just signing one year deals and he hates it here and he's just moving on. But realistically, right, he went to a team almost every time that they were like, hey, we have to kind of reset this thing and you're the best piece that we have to trade. So I believe he went from Oakland to Minnesota. I think he went from Minnesota to Indy. Indy So like he's moved around out here. But I love him. I think he's a good name. And is and fit wise, you you said you talk about uh, Minnesota and you talk about Indy. So yeah. you know you you don't want to reach if you want to get a good pass rusher and, and and getting the getting the right pass rusher is a guy that fits what we're doing yeah. and what we're doing on defense. He fits. So I like that pick. I like I like him uh, adding him um, as a piece to to our pass rush this year. Another name that's been very int- intriguing uh, because he was drafted here, right, is Leonard Floyd uh, because of the numbers that he was able to put up out and with the Rams and stuff like that. The question I want to ask you before, right, the, clearly you don't want him here, but how hard would it be for somebody basically to switch the style that they've played in their entire career? He's been a 3-4. He would have to come here and be a 4-3 guy. Um. Well, um. It can be. I mean, obviously, it can be done. I mean, if you're if you're going from a three four to a four three, you're you're gonna put, you're gonna be putting your hand down. You're gonna move in a little bit, and uh, and all you're gonna do is you know for the majority of the time, you're just gonna rush. You know, yeah. so that's uh, I don't. I think the transition is a little harder going from a four three to a three four, where you're mm-hmm. stand up. You haven't used to that, and you're playing in space a lot more from drops and this and that uh, as a linebacker um, than vice versa. So, uh, but, 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 you know, and I, you know, listen, Leonard Floyd, you know, as a, as a, as a person, great guy, you know, yeah. but I think he had his run here in Chicago and he probably, I think he's a better fit somewhere else at this point. I, I, I don't, I don't think I disagree with you. The only thing that, that makes me look at him is I know a lot of people are always like, 
<clears throat> he played with Aaron Donald. Of course, he has 10 sacks. That's a crazy thing to say, by the way. Like, he played with Aaron Donald, so of course, he has 10 sacks. Um, but the thing to me is, I saw him play with Khalil Mack. I saw him play with Akeem Hicks, and he had three. So clearly, Absolutely. he figured something out about his game that yes. is helping him get to the quarterback as well. I do like it from that aspect, but I think there's a lot to overcome with that. Let me ask you this. When you see the options that are out there, right? We still, me and you talked about Chase Young one here. What would you rather yeah. see the Bears do? Because Yannick Ngakwe, to me, comes with a hefty price. You're probably going to end up overpaying to get him here as you do in free agency. But we have a ton of draft capital. We could make a trade here for a guy. Would you rather see the Bears go trade or would you rather see the Bears just sign a guy that's on the market, even if they have to overpay a little bit? Sign a guy that's on the market. Um, you, you know, we're looking at Yannick is He's a guy that's been getting one year deals, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, if, if that's something that that uh, you can you can accomplish with him, then, you know, we pay him. We pay him for for this year. Um, see how he goes, and and uh, kind of put a little bandage over over that wound, you know, and see what we can do. Uh, I I'd rather do that than give away the give away picks, uh, future picks, because um, we're developing something here and uh, we're putting pieces together. And I'd like to continue to add those pieces uh, either through the draft or in free agency next year with somebody that that uh, we're a hundred percent sure going into it on. You know, we go, we, 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 we went and got, we went and got, uh, um, uh, Nate Davis, you know, wouldn't got Nate Davis yeah. who, who we have thought really highly of, you know, yeah, yeah. and, uh, had a big splash in, in free agency. So there's going to be a top pass rusher, uh, going into free agency next year. And if we have good, we have, uh, 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 uh a lot of money in that bank, then we can splash right into that and start, start filling those voids. Yeah, I, I I think that to me, I look at a Yannick Ngakwe situation. And the, the question I would ask you from the player perspective is how is it viewed when a mercenary of sense, if you do sign him to a one year deal, comes in, right? A a guy that is he's not going to be a part of the family long. He's not going to be a part of the brotherhood long. Uh, that is the Chicago Bears. He'll be a part of the NFL brotherhood, of course. But like, how is that viewed in a locker room if you're just going out and getting a guy that just does one thing really well for one season? I mean, you, you, you still build a relationship, you know I mean? You got to trust that guy on the field, you know, and, and you got to trust him to do his job and he has to trust you to do the same. So um, in that respect, you know, there's been a lot of guys that have come in and, and, and have been journeymen and found a home, you know, because they fit well, you know, let's yeah. see how he fits. If he, if, if that's the case, and then we bring him in, let's see how he fits. If he fits well, who knows? Maybe that 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 one year deal extends to uh, gets an extension. He plays longer, and and that changes the 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 uh, the approach to the next off season. But uh, it's it's always it's, it's plug and play, and see how it goes, and see how everybody fits. We've got a lot of young guys that are coming in that are going to be competing. Everybody that was drafted is not going to make the team after that final cut. So yeah. let's you know what I mean. So let's let, let's let's put together the best Bears team we can for twenty twenty three. It's. I, I want to really see kind of what the flip side of that is, too, right? Because everybody's – I love that Ryan Poles is saying sooner than later he's going to go out and get a guy. That doesn't mean it's going to be one of the top guys, right? And so now the question for me is 
Is Travis Gibson going to have that bounce back season? Is Dominique Robinson going to start to develop into that player that Ryan Poles drafted in the sixth round, I believe he was taken, right? And, and, and try to build him up a little bit more. I think that the, the easy band-aid, like you said, is to go out and just overpay the guy, slap that on there. And we got to listen. I, I'm I'm for that. Like, listen, you bring me Yannick and mm-hmm. Gagway. I'm for that. But mm-hmm. there is something to be said about continuing to develop the guys that you have in the building. And Travis Gibson was a seven sack guy two seasons ago. Right. Yep. You're adding in Demarcus Walker, who was a seven sack guy last season. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm really focusing in on what Fluce can do and Allen Williams can do to get the most out of the guys that he already has on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if we're building something for the future, we, we have to find our core, you know, with Walker and Robinson uh, and Gibson. You know, the hope is that uh, that we get some dominant play from them. You know, we get dominant play and you can just add pieces. You add an even more dominant player uh, that that we can start rotating. Because, you know, defensively, you got a defensive line. You got to be able to rotate guys. You got to be able to rotate guys and not and not miss a beat most of the time. You know, so um, um, with with the guys that they added this this offseason uh, and Gibson, the the hope is that we, we we continue to press forward, you know, and and whether it's it's in it's Leonard Floyd or. Chase Young, whoever it is, whether it's sooner or later, it might even be later. Just because he said sooner yeah. doesn't mean it's going to happen sooner. That's that's yeah. just the want. Um, um, uh, we have to take steps forward and not backward with whomever is out there. I can say that much. How how do you weigh who the development of guys like that is on? Right when you get a new staff and there stuff like that, does it fall on the coaches to? Get that guy to just understand that system. Because clearly, right, Travis Gibson has the talent. We've seen him mm-hmm. be a talented player. Demarcus Walker, I think, is he's more of an athlete maybe than he is the perfect defensive edge rusher right now. But I think that there is some talent there. How much do you put on the coach to get that out of the guy? How much do you put on the player <clears throat> to say, hey, this is your livelihood. You need to figure out whatever it takes to make this work. Hey, this is uh, Listen, we, we play in a production-based business. So, you know, are we, where do we rank in, in run defense? Where do we rank in pass defense? Where do we rank yeah. on third downs? Where do we rank on taking the ball away? Where do we rank on, on quarterback pressures and sacks and getting to the quarterback? Uh, those things, if we're ranked in the top 10 in those things, if we're ranked in the top 15 in those things in the yeah. NFL, then you're saying, all right, we're getting production out of our players. We're getting production out of our defensive line, our front four, and 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 whatever calls that we're making so these are it's not it's not hard to figure out whether a guy is producing or not you know yeah. and, and and so you get the you lock down those five things um you're gonna stick here in chicago yeah i mean 100 percent, especially on the defensive end at the end of the day i'm not gonna lie to you i i would i would love to see great offense here in chicago but it's just something naturally in me, dog. Like seeing somebody get laid out, seeing somebody get, get able to get back up. Of course, you, know, you got to say that now in the modern NFL, able to get back yeah. up. Of course, but seeing somebody get let the boom laid on them, seeing the, like the defense is maybe it's just because it's all that we've had for most of the time. But like even our best offensive players, like they don't rank anywhere near as high outside of sweetness as you guys did on defense for us in in Chicagoans' minds. 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. We've, we've had some some pretty special offensive linemen. We've had some running backs run through here, you know. And, That's um, true. Crutes, uh, Crutes but, is up there, too. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? And and um, um, and the thing about it is, is, you know, if we get into a situation where we have an outstanding offense, and, and I'm sure we will, you know, I'm looking forward to having that. Um, it's 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 still going to come down to uh it's always still going to come down to you know how great your defense uh uh can be on the on that defensive side of the ball because if we get into a situation where we have to outscore each opponent you cannot get consistency from that you you can never be consistent enough you know and it's it's extremely rare i mean even for the Kansas City Chiefs they have situations where you know i mean where they had you know in 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 Mahomes rookie campaign you know, where they had an outstanding offense, you know, their defense sucked, you know, and so that cost them in the playoffs, you know. And so when you look at the years where the Chiefs, which is every year, they're in the playoffs going to the Super Bowl, you know, they get good play from their defense. They make the plays that's necessary, especially down the stretch. Um, So, you know, it's for us, maintaining a good defense while building a great offense is, is key. Do you, how do you, as as a former player, watch the modern era where it feels like to me looking at it, teams focus more on, okay, we need the defense to be a a good enough defense, but we care more about being able to be great in certain situations than maybe playing a full game of just dominant defense. It seems like I see that a lot more with a lot. See, the Kansas City Chiefs, to me, I think play really situational defense where I look at the defense and I'll be like, yeah, they're an okay defense. They're not They're not one of the best in the NFL. They come out, they, they do some good things, but then, like, when it's crunch time, like, all of a sudden, all these dudes are awake and it's time to kill the quarterback. Well, I mean, look, you, you got to find out, you got to figure out who they're facing, too, you know? Like, yeah. you know, they're, they're there are no slouches in the NFL, you know, and, and 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 where people would say, "Oh man, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars—they're the doormat," you know. Shoot, yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars came firing this year, came out firing. Yeah. You know, they're going to be one of the one of the teams to beat this uh, this upcoming season. So you know, it's uh, again you you could have uh, you could have a situation where you you, you know uh, um, Mahomes coming off a, a six touchdown game, you know, but. You know who they line up defensively the next week are some monsters at, off across that offensive line. It could be lined up against yeah. Philly, you know, during the yeah. week, you know, and and so you know just because of a crushing pass rush, you know, they limit what what uh, um, Chiefs the Chiefs can do, and teams yeah. have done that to them. Teams have done that to them. So you know, it's a, and, and, I, and I, I think mentality wise, mentality if if you're coached to think you know be a situational defense then you're going to give up a lot. You know, if mentality-wise you are coached to be fundamentally sound and not 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 uh give up an inch or an inch or a yard, then you're going to be a more dominant defense. You know, because mentality, the mentality is 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 we got to get to the ball. We got to get to the ball now. We got to make a play. Somebody we somebody's got to make a play. You know, and 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 when the opportunity is arises, you got to stay as home. Yeah, I think I think that's what that whole the whole hits principle is trying to communicate, um, because uh, I mean, like, that's really what it is. Right. The, the H is is hustle. And, and I'll tell you what, like I remember training camp last year, dudes was like, hey, man, we run it. 
<laughs> like this man yeah. got us out there for real running out here. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's gonna be a track meet. It's gonna be a track meet. You get all of your conditioning in uh, in in practice. You don't need to run yeah. anything extra extra after the after practice. You'll get it all in if you, as long as you're all running to the ball on every yeah. play. That's that's a great habit. You have you have did you ever have that moment where you just realized you were in better condition than the other team that you the, the offense that you were playing against? Where you was like, oh, they can't keep up with us. They can't run with us. <laughs> Well, you know, it wasn't it was it, it, I think it was less thinking that and it was more of, you know, it was got to get to the ball. I got to get to the yeah. ball. Got to yeah. got to get to the ball, you know, and and you know, because of the habits of in practice, it was as soon as that ball's thrown, boom, I got to go. I'm not I'm not yeah. thinking, I'm just I'm turning, I'm turning and running before I'm looking to see where the ball is, where it's landed, you yeah. know, and the next thing I know, you know, I'm I'm always I'm always near the ball or I'm always in a good position to make a big hit, punch the ball out, something like that. Yeah. Just because of the habit of as uh, soon as that ball leaves that quarterback's hand, I'm all I'm already 100 percent or uh, 100 miles an hour headed to the ball. Y'all all and then y'all all just meet up, be like, hey, bro, how you get over here? You supposed to be back. <laughs> the, I mean, the things that, now the thing you have to worry about. Well, especially back then, you had to worry yeah. about like you play, you play somebody like the Lions. Is yeah. he'll get a Dominic Riola who's going to clean you up if you have if you don't have your head on the on a swivel. I'll get yeah. to the ball first, but as soon as that as soon as I get to the ball and I slow up, you know somebody is tagging me from behind. So it's uh, that's that's one of the things you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta be aware of. There's all yeah. there's all kind of dangers. Oh yeah, listen and and I tell you this: as we head into the second quarter, second quarter, the Bears are going to get to see a lot of them early. Um, I looked at this schedule and I looked at what this Bears team could do versus this schedule. I said this on the pod Friday. I got excited when I saw how the schedule was laid out because I was like, oh, we we're going to know what this team is very early. And also we're going to know how much they can handle not being the underdogs every single week. Because there's a lot of teams on here that you look at and you're like, oh, they should be able to beat them. They should be able to be. Yeah, they probably gonna lose yeah. it. Week three versus the Chiefs, or what was it? Week yeah, week three versus the Chiefs. I'm like, that's probably. Done. Yeah, we. I don't know about that. We'll see. Let's hope. Let's hope we get them early. Maybe they're not ready. But what were your first thoughts when you looked at the schedule this season? What did you see? Did you get excited when you saw? It? Do you like how it lays out for the Bears? I love having the Packers week one uh, to open the season. Um, there's it's there's a there's a there's a lot of change happening. And um, to play the Packers in the for the opening game of the season, you got to be excited for that. Everybody's got to be up for that, you know. And if there's something, there's a message that you want to send, that's the game you want to send it. Uh, you know, so so I love that. Um, obviously, the team for us in the division to beat is going to be the Lions. Uh, you know, I, I, they made some very good offseason moves. You know, even. Even even from from uh, the weird Gibbs draft, but then yeah. trading away, then trading away running back. So he's like, okay, yeah. I can't. but but uh, but you know, you, you look at the Broncos, the Raiders, the Saints, the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Falcons. You talk about beatable games or winnable games. Yeah. Um, those are those from the outside looking in. Those are certainly games that uh, that that the Bears have a great chance of winning. They come in and they play the right way. That week three against the Chiefs. That is, uh, I, I love that because it's a benchmark game. You know, they come out and they win those first two games. Um, they'll have momentum. They'll have a lot of momentum, and that changes that game from 
I think it's a loss to let's see what our Bears can get done. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie to you. That first, the second week scares me a little bit because I think that that's where you're going to get your biggest. And that's the Buccaneers, right? And everybody's like, oh, Baker Mayfield. I'm not that worried about Baker Mayfield. The offensive line, it is what it is. I think they're still, I think they'll be a little bit better than people are estimating. But I'm not going to lie to you, though. Like that defensive line, we're getting our offense, our young offensive linemen tested early. In this season, mm-hmm. I mean, you're still talking about Akeem Hicks being there. You're talking about JPP. You're talking about Kalijah Cansey being added. Vita Vea still on that line. Like I, I looked at that and I was like, listen, that could get bad real quick for the offense. If you're any, well, if your if your approach is to 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 say this is a team I'm not worried about, then you don't understand football. And for yeah, any of these yeah. guys. Because the moment you do that is the moment you're going to get beat. So, yeah, yeah and, and and yes, that, that Tampa Bay defensive line is going to be humming. You know, it's going to be a great te- – but it's a great test. You know, yeah. and there's things that you're going to – they'll be able to see. The Bears are going to be able to take from uh, that week one and watching how they – how uh, how that Tampa Bay defensive line, how they, how they produce. You know, the other thing, too, is, you know, making sure that they come in that thing healthy. You know, it's week two. Everybody should be healthy. But there's going to be some telltale things about how they're pressuring their, or getting to the quarterback or how they're stopping the run if they're doing it well. Yeah, no, 100%. How, how important – I've said this to me. I think the Packers game week one is one of the most important games on this schedule because I think that getting it done, getting it done versus your rival, getting it – even if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, right, you're still – like this is the – this will be a, a win week one versus the Green Bay Packers if you can pull it off, right? Like, how important is getting the win to set the tone for the season, even if yeah. it is just week one? You got the Packers. You got the NFC North division. Um, you start. You can start off the year in first place and beating the Packers. I, I can't think of a better situation to be in, you know, um, uh, and even leading up to it, you know, from – from now, now that we know who the, who it is, who's going to be, you know, yeah. there's there's a lot of excitement for got to be for every one of those Bears and, and Bear fans that we have a chance and, and and we have a chance not only to come out and 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 make a statement, but we have a chance to get up and get it get ahead get ahead in the division right now, you know. So I I just I I really love that as the first as the first uh, or the opening to the season. I think there's going to be uh, um, um, so much. So much buildup for for Chicago because because right now is the time of change and yeah. if it's gonna happen this is the this is the step toward that happening. Rogers is gone, you know. Uh, Fields, we, we we want Fields to take steps in the right direction toward you know helping us win a championship, and those steps happen. It starts with the Packers week one. Were you more on the side of you wanted the Bears to finally overcome the Packers while Aaron Rodgers were there, or were you just glad to see 12 get up out of the division? I mean, of course I wanted I wanted it to happen while he was there, you know. Yeah. Shoot, I played against the guy, you know. <laughs> but but um but now that he's don't, don't, gone, don't look so stressed, Lance. Don't look so stressed after I bring up 12. <laughs> Listen, man, we were we were we were very close to getting back to the Super Bowl, man. You know, and, yeah. and uh, had to play against that guy. But yeah. uh, you know, uh, I wish him luck in in New York. Uh, you know, he's in the AFC now, uh, so the only time we'll see him is uh, is an off chance of playing the Jets or in the Super Bowl. 
my God. <laughs> Could you imagine if we meet the Jets in the Super Bowl? Super Bowl, right? <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's a great setup. <sighs> I don't know if I want that. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's a I good storyline. It's a good storyline, but you but, can't. But as a Bear fan, there's too much history there. Oh, there's too God. much history as a bear fan, and, you know, and that's and that's the time that would be. I will say this: that would be the perfect scenario to shut every Packer fan up or Rogers fan up for the rest of our life. Be like, yeah, yeah, he beat us all that time, and then we beat him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, so what if he? Okay, so this this is a this would be this is a crazy storyline. Okay. What if he goes? He plays two years for the Jets. Yeah, comes back to the NFC North to the Minnesota yeah. Vikings. Okay, the same, listen, the now, same exact path. Listen, listen. Now he, now he just uh, he, what they call that. He he just paying homage to Brett. Yeah, you know I mean, on the field. Hopefully not off the field. Mm-hmm. On the field, right? He just paying homage to Brett at that point because there's no what what I think the thing is right with Brett. He wanted to go to Minnesota first, right? And then they they ended up trading him to the Jets because they were like, we're not sending you to Minnesota. Right, and it was in the division. We're not sending you to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it was so, he was done, and they flew to Mississippi and yeah. said, "Listen, we'll give you twenty six million. You come play for us." <laughs> hey, listen, that's a, that's my favorite thing. Like, I, I I think there is a certain level of right. There's integrity. There's I'm always going to be this. There's always this. Right. Like I could never imagine you. Ever putting on green and yellow to play for the Packers, but when I heard Rondo, Rondo was talking about uh, being a Boston Celtic, and Muzz were like, "Why didn't you have integrity and not go play for the Lakers?" He said, "The Lakers offered me money. The Celtics didn't." <laughs> it's like, well, simple. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, very, it's very, it's very simple, you know. <laughs> and that's and that's at the end at the end of the doggone day, man. When when they when that somebody says, "Hey, listen, we'll we'll offer, we'll give you this." To kind of, you know, it, it's a it's a can't say no situation. Yeah. Everybody's gonna walk. Everybody's gonna walk. You know, what I mean, hey, everybody's listen. gonna walk and say, okay, we got to do what we got to do now. As, especially when with the money that that they be throwing around now, like, hey man, <laughs> it was like who do who do we bring? Back? Oh, Jason Peters. When Jason Peters was on his fishing boat, and the Bears sat there, what are we paying? We paying? I think we paid him ten million dollars or something like that to come back. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I ain't did training camp. But yeah, I see y'all week one. <laughs> Pat, Pat, listen, right now, if if the if the Green Bay Packers offer you $10 million to do the home of the Green Bay Packers podcast, yeah. you take it, you're gonna take that hat off. You're gonna take <laughs> that hat off and you're gonna put on the green and yellow, and you're gonna say, hey guys, welcome to the Pat. Bring them to the home of the uh, uh, Wisconsin uh, Green Bay Packers podcast. <laughs> no, I wouldn't ask because I have integrity. I would not. <laughs> y'all, y'all call it. Y'all go call it. You know what I mean? Put the money. I, I have integrity. I will stand mm-hmm. bare down till I die. I mean, it, yes. Uh, if that offer is still good. <laughs> y'all put that call in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh God! Let's get the halftime man for y'all. Y'all out here turning me into that'll be crazy. Crazy. Let's not even bring that up. Let's not even bring. Let's not even bring. That's what the players out here doing. Uh, As we get the halftime, Lance. Anything that you want to put out there? Anything that you want to promote? Anything that that just caught your eye throughout over the weekend that you want to put on the show, man? We Courtney brought up uh, NBA uh, last time here, so we we could do anything. Halftime is a great time. No, you know what? Uh, um, hopefully, all the mothers 
uh, in the world had a good Mother's Day. You know, um, what a special day. And um, other than that, that was uh, that was it, man. You know, my, my, my weekends are full of sports, man. My kids are all over the place. So um, it's it's fun. That's all right. You didn't get to see Joel Embiid crap the bed and then blame his teammates for it. Uh, <laughs> mm. Have y'all ever had something like that, dog? Like this man got on the post-game press conference and said, everybody else has to do better. It can't be just me and James out here trying to win. Have y'all ever had somebody say, how would y'all deal with that in the locker room after he gets back there? I don't care if he is the number one option on the team. It's, you know, interesting enough. Now, this does bring up a, a moment um, that I, I I brought both of my sons, you know, um, together and had to explain to them. I said, listen, and I want you guys to listen very closely. I said, in a win, in a win, you celebrate your teammates. I said, in a loss, you figure out what you can do better to help your team. Um, and and it just it. it the the 76ers deal had happened, but it was it was a deal where I, I didn't get to see. I was at I was at one I was at my youngest son's baseball game. My my oldest yeah. son was playing basketball. So yeah. if they win, they win that game, they go to the championship. So when I got to the, the arena, the I see his teammates walking out. I'm like, you guys lost. You know, and the first thing that him and my nephew, they said, they said, Well, the other guys were missing their shots. I said, Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I asked you what happened, and you talked to you. The first thing you did was talk about somebody else. You know, I need to know what you did and what you can do to help to help uh, help them win a championship or do better for the next next uh, next opportunity. So it was, you know, it was a teaching teachable moment. It's very teachable. yeah, no. I mean, and and it's I I don't know. I don't I don't sit there and hold on to a lot of the like old school thoughts about like you have to have the integrity in sports and do this and and don't have fun and blah blah but like the simple things of like i i just take it into like a personal thing like if i rock with you if i'm riding with you you know and we didn't been to war together we didn't did all these battles and stuff like that why would i throw you under the bus why would i blame you like it it just it didn't even sit, sit right with me when i saw him in the post-game presser, just like, you know, everybody else got to do. And we know he's talking and about right, Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> right. And, and and the thing is, is all of that stuff can be addressed in your locker room. All yeah. of that stuff can be addressed. You you know, I mean, I mean shoot, you're probably addressing it during the game yeah. with your teammates. Yeah. You know, but but uh, but the the throwing the teammate under the bus uh, in in the in front of the eyes of the world. Uh, I just think it's um, it's. It's a little low. You don't have what to go that you, route. What, what What would you and Olin have done when when he got back to the locker room? Uh, uh, MB. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, listen, that's that's the way. You know, that's that's your outlook. You know, what I mean, yeah. you know, the other thing you do is it's you 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 put your brothers against the wall when we get questioned and they, and they say Joe and me said everybody else has to do, has to do their job. You know, now mm-hmm. I have to respond to him responding. You know, mm-hmm. so it just it's one of those deals, Crazy you know, further division. Yeah, it creates further division. But I, you know, and, and, and a lot of us are trying to have to clean up what you said. You know, listen, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't speak for Joel Embiid. You know, it's yeah. one of those. I, don't, I can't speak for him, but I can tell you what I did. You know, yeah. and that's one of those deals. You know, shoot. They lean on me. They lean on me to 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 put 24 points up each game, you know, and yeah. I put up 17. So I 
I was under my I was under my mark. So how can we win if I'm under my mark and this is a championship, uh, uh, one of those championship type situations? Yeah. Hey, you know that's, what I mean? that's 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 the mindset right there. I, I like that mindset a lot better than what I heard last night. I, I hate that. Right. Uh, well, let's right. keep it going and talking about mindset, man, because Eric, Eric brought this point to me. I had to go do some research on this one because uh, Ryan Poles was talking about how last season as we get to the third quarter here, third quarter, all yep. that good stuff. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Poles was talking about how he was walking around after losses and a lot of stuff might have gotten broken in, in his fury after that. Um, what does that show you about who Ryan Poles is with this Bears team? Because we've heard about, right? Like, I, I, I see a lot of guys that do the, like, the showman uh, effort of, like, oh, I'm sick of this. and like, kicks a trash can halfway across the room. And it's like, hey, man, like, you sick of it? Like, let's get better out here. You know what I mean? But what does that tell you about what his real mindset is on this team and, and how he feels about being the Bears GM? Um, that he destroys stuff when we lose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that don't really that don't really move me at all. You know, what I mean, we're we're all upset. You know, we all have mm. different ways of showing our uh, our 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 distaste for for losing. Um, yeah. He shows it. Uh, apparently, he shows it by destroying things. I, you know, I I'm a I've always been a, a pretty sore loser. So I'm a, I'm one of those irritable people to be around, you know, after a yeah. loss. A lot of people don't want to be around me, you know, and and uh, that's why, you know, that's why uh, uh, dogs and kids are the wor- are the most wonderful things in the world. You know, they're, they're the one thing in the world that, that can certainly change your mind. Dogs do not care whether you won or <laughs> lost. And, and, and you, if you got some young kids, they don't care either. They do not yeah. care because all they know is that, that their dad is home or they get to yeah. see their dad. Mm-hmm. They want to play something. So, yeah. So, it, it, you when you were in the locker room, right? If Ryan Poles comes in, he's kicking trash cans, upset. You just looking at him with the side eye, like, "What are you doing, dog?" <laughs> I'm not. Honestly, I'm not paying any attention. I'm not paying any attention <laughs> to any of that noise. Like yeah. I was on the football. I was on the football field fighting. You know, if I'm on the yeah. football field fighting, then I don't need anybody that's all the way up in the sky. You know that's uh, yeah. that that's up in the stands, coming down, kicking kicking cans. That is, that's not a that's more of an act than uh, than than the real tough guy. I like the I like the I don't know if he was in the locker room kicking cans stuff like that, but I like the fact that he is upset, even in the sense of what they did last season at how the Bears are losing. I think that it does show a little bit of you still being. It shows me fandom, right? From the fan perspective, it shows me fandom. Like I said, I'm the guy that flips the table. I think I'm pretty sure I have two or three YouTube videos flipping stuff, watching the Bears. They're all watching the Bears, by the way. Every single time is me reacting to something that the Bears do. Yeah. But you know, from from the fan perspective, I feel like I can understand that a little bit more. Well, I, I think for Ryan Poles, what's more important than any kicking of the cans of in, in any of that nature, tearing down jerseys or whatever yeah. statues yeah. is being available for the media. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those things that, that pace did not do, you know, and, and it, and it, it was, it was one of the worst parts of that, that his era, you know, is we could never get a, a an explanation or, or a comment about what's the state of, 
are are bears from the GM, you know, and so just having a GM that's that's in my you know man enough to say, hey, this is what's going on. You know, these yeah. are decisions that 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 I we I made, Matt made, and this is what we're doing, and this is where we go from here. You know, the state of the bears is really important, and having a guy that that pulls the trigger on on the personnel is you know it, it, that's a vital. Uh, a part of us getting an explanation from him, or getting an answer, or get, at least getting an answer. And and his here's the part right, like to, to that point, the part that to me was the biggest thing was right, like in the second half of the season, while we were losing, right, we were upset, but you almost right as a fan, you felt better because you were like, okay, I'm seeing Justin do things, I'm seeing how he's playing, I'm seeing how he's starting to understand defenses, I'm seeing how the offense is starting to come together. And when Ryan Pose spoke, Ryan Pose was like, yeah, that's nice. We lost. It's not acceptable. And then so right. I, like like the fact that it's like you're not giving them the uh, what, what do people call it? The participation trophy. Good job. Correct. He gave a great effort in that game. The fact that he didn't give them that. Right. He was like, listen, we, we like the improvement. He finished the season saying we like the step that Justin took. He needs to take a bigger one. He needs Absolutely. to become a better passer. I love Absolutely. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's. There's we're we're not I guess we're not going to we're not going to pat people on the back. Uh, I know I ironically said that, Pat, but we're not going to pat okay. people on the back. <laughs> right. But uh, but you're right. The the participation trophies are out the door. You know, we're not just going to pat people on the back for doing doing a few good things. We need you yeah. to do a lot of good things and we know you're capable of it. You know, and so the, the, the standard has to be set. And once we start, we start aiming or start getting closer to that standard, then you'll start to hear more pats on the back. What I what what gives me confidence with that too is that, you know, like it it makes me feel like winning is above everything else. So the the hardest part of this to me for a GM, I would think, would be probably like you have a lot of relationships built with these people, and there's probably a lot of people you let walk out the door that you've built mm-hmm. up relationships with that you've moved on from stuff like that. So like I, I think that my biggest issue always with Ryan Pace was not the fact that he swung and missed on Matt Nagy because Matt Nagy, mm-hmm. the year that he was hired was the hottest name in football. And we got him. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you swung him in. The problem that I had was you saw everything that went on in that locker room. You saw now the stories that have come out, right? So you saw him firsthand about how he wasn't helping Mitch to improve the quarterback that you selected mm-hmm. second overall. You saw all of these things that weren't leading your team in the right direction, and yet you stuck with him till the end. Yep. That was always my problem. It feels to me like Ryan Poles is making decisions on, listen, you, this, like you said, it's a production-based business. You better win. Yeah. But, but, but at, at the same time, listen, we have to surround you with, with players that can allow you to do that. To allow you to reach those 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 heights, you know, um, it's very difficult to get to where you want to go, and there's a lot of question marks, a lot of holes that are yeah. sur- that you're surrounded by. You you know, there's question marks on the guys that we that that you get to throw the ball to. There's question marks on on the protection that you need in order to get it to the playmakers, um, and there's question marks on the the defensive side to help get you the ball back. So, yeah. um. All of that has been recognized, uh, and all of that has is in the is a process. Is a it's it's a work in progress, and yeah. that's what's happening. We're all a lot more hopeful this year than we were last year, and we're going to see what happens. You know, we're going to see what happens. But I know, in my opinion, we take a step forward this year.
Hey, you, you're talking about taking a step forward. Let's jump into the fourth quarter here because... Fourth quarter. When, when I'm looking at what a step forward is for me... Fourth quarter. When I'm looking at what a step forward is for me, crunch time. That's what I do when I lift. I'm not going to lie. Whenever the rep get hard, I do that line from uh, Remember the Titans where Denzel was in the old, old boy ear with the whistle. He's like, fourth quarter, fourth quarter, fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. <laughs> I do that every time. I mean, like, I ain't going to finish the rep without Denzel. Denzel Washington's in my head when I lift. Is that in weird? your head? Don't worry about that. Uh, Don't worry about that. It's a, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a thing. Hey, listen, that's a thing. I, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have been in my ear, but uh, knowing that Denzel Washington is in your ear in the tough times, that's yeah. it's good. Is he in your ear for any, Is he in your ear for dinner? Like when you when you when uh, you got one more bite? Fourth quarter, fourth quarter now. <laughs> no, you know what it is. It's 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 when it's when I I get to the point where it's like I'm kind of done with this. Like I don't really need to. Like do I really need to be in good better shape? Do I really need to eat healthier? That's when that's when I hear Denzel the most in my life. Hey, but a strong voice. You know what I'm saying? Who's the coach you hear? Who's the coach you still hear in your head? When you when you lifting or when you when you going through your day to day, I don't I don't necessarily hear any of the coaches, but uh, no. I hear I hear all of weirdo. my coaches. I hear all of my coaches when I'm coaching kids. I hear mm. I, there's a piece of there's a piece of all the coaches when when I uh, when I'm coaching when I'm coaching these kids out here, man, and and, uh, and it's funny. I'll. I'll I'll talk to some of them and say, uh, guess what I did today? You know, guess that's how I handled this situation. You know, I, I, I asked I asked my players, I asked them if they ran to the ball. They said, no. I said, well, you're wrong. All right. If you're not running the ball, you're wrong. You know? <laughs> and you thought, gosh darn it out there. You, you, you just hear lovey mm-hmm. all of a sudden. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. As we look at this fourth quarter, though, Lance, um, mm-hmm. Looking at taking a step forward, what does taking a step forward for you look like based on what this schedule looks like? I said that the Bears, to me, their their floor should be seven wins. I think that I, I can see 10 games that they can win. I don't know if they will win all of those. But to me, at a minimum, we should be talking about a seven-win team taking a step forward. What is your <laughs> What is your step forward for the Bears this season? My step forward for the Bears is uh, offensively um, – uh, or no, not even as a team, winning games as you designed them to be. You know, not you know, mm. um, winning off of a a, 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 a fluke fumble or or you know, a, um, just a situational play. Like we 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 lucked into this this uh, score. You know, we kept it yeah. close. You know, it's it's winning decisively. You know, yeah. it's it's imposing our will on teams. You know, and, and, and having, you know, four or five of those kind of games, um, yeah. is a step forward, you know, rather than, man, these bears have been hanging around and they, they won. They were hanging around for long enough. You know, they, this team made so many mistakes that the bears were able to over, you know, bears were able to overtake them, you know, into the fourth quarter. Those aren't the games that, that, that I'm looking for. Well, I'll take a win, however we can get it, but I want the decisive wins. How, how, how long is the game plan still in effect? Like the, the plan y'all playing out all week, right? Like, is it right? Like, is there a point in the game where you're like, all right, now, like we're, we're still going through what we do best, but we're trying to adjust to something we didn't expect to happen here. Or is it all four quarters? You, you knew what was coming and you're just trying to execute what you went through in practice. 
Well, it depends on your opponent. You know, there are opponents that you'll play against. They 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 throw for six hundred yards. They they run for you know forty eight sixty yards. You know, yeah. uh, you know, in that type of game, you want them. You want to force them to run. You know, there are games where they run for you know three hundred three hundred uh, three hundred plus yards. They throw for hundred and seventy five yards. You yeah. know, that's kind of actually kind of like the Bears last year, but. Um, but but it's when in that case, you want to stack the box. You want to force them to throw. You know, yeah. you want to take away you want to take away their weaknesses or take away their strengths and expose their weaknesses. So each day, if you have a balanced, if you go against a balanced offense, they do things well against the pass, do things well against the run. That keeps you that keeps you at home defensively. You know, those are the harder teams to play. You know, it, it, and so it, strategy wise. Um, when your offense comes in, they have their they have their first 15, 15 plays scripted. You know, they want right. to see what they can do. They're probably going to attend whatever worked the week before. They're going to have a little bit of that in there. They're going to have how we think that we can beat this defense. And whatever works is where, where that playbook is going to lean toward after the, uh, the script is over. If yeah. nothing works, that's where it gets tough for the offensive coordinators, where they've shut down all 15 of our script plays. Now we have to go back to what I know the best, which is if I'm a running guy, we're gonna get our we're gonna get our runs in and see if we can make if we can move this ball. If I'm a pass guy, we're gonna pass this ball and hopefully we don't turn turn the ball over. So it's there's a lot a lot lot that goes into play and goes into thought of uh, of of these these decisions that that are made in the NFL. What's that do to the confidence on the defensive end when y'all get through? Are you going up against a good offense? You they go through their fifteen plays and they got seven yards. <laughs> oh man, I'm t- right. I'm telling you right now. Shoot, it's over. <laughs> we get, we're gonna do this all day, all day. <laughs> and it's the the best thing about that though is when you've done your scouting report and you look at you see certain formations and you start calling out. You know, and I'll see some of these guys in the off season. And they're like, you know, I'm tight. I hear Briggs talking and calling out the route that I'm about to run. You know, yeah. that is doing well, – so that's just doing your homework and understanding yeah. how this team's going to try to attack you. You know, we, we could uh, – you always look for 100% key. You know, it's rare that you find one. But when you find one, you know, and back in the day when Adrian Peterson was at tailback, it was 100% run. You yeah. know, it was either 100% run or he was blocking as a, as a back. You know, yeah. and so when he got in, I know, we're, let's load the box. Let's load the yeah. box and let's attack. Yeah, that, it's, it's always funny when I see those highlights, right? Or like uh, when, when Cam Newton, I forget who he was going up against, but he like the, the, the linebacker calls out the play and he just looks at it and he's like, oh, you've been watching tape, huh? Yeah, me too. Watch mm-hmm. this. And he like, he changes the play. Like it's so, I, I, I love those moments so much because it's like, it shows you how much, like the, the amount of studying you have to do to know just because a guy turns his hand a certain way, he's going to do this. Or just because a guy separates his hand a certain way, he's going to do this. But it's also part of the the amount of fundamentals that you go over all day after day and repetition after repetition after repetition. They're yeah. going to attack you based off of what they see. They're trying to take away something that they think that you can, that they can get away from you or you're going to give them. So you know naturally this is a drop that I make all the time. I always look this way. I'm always about five yards. This is how they're going to try to play you based off of your fundamental, you know? And so that's where it all kind of makes sense when you, you're talking about, Hey, you make this move or that move or you watch film. I watch film. 
Yep. Yeah. So let's see. Let's all right. Now it's a game of chess. Who's got the who's making the right move? Who's making the best move? Was there was there a game you had where you you picked up on somebody's tail and you killed them all day? <laughs> you hey, listen, yeah, you know I'm gonna mention the cowboys, baby. You know I'm gonna mention the cowboys. Oh, here we go. Hold up. Listen, the cowboys, the uh, Tony Romo, he had a call, something like kill, kill, kill. And yeah. that meant that that was a check from uh pass to a run. And I, I saw it happening. He gave the ball to Marion Barber. You know, R.I.P., my guy. Um, yeah. But he gave the ball to Marion Barber. He did it two times. And then the third time, I we were on the sideline, and I told Lack, I said, listen, if this guy says kill, kill, kill again, I'm gone. Right? And so we're in cover two, and yeah. he yells. He goes, Tony Romo's looking around. He goes, kill, kill, kill. I said, I tapped Lack. I said, I'm gone. He said, all right, you better be right. He said, you better be right. Man, I got the I, – I shot that gap. Uh, by the time he handed the ball to Marion Barber, I was on him for a five-yard <laughs> loss, and we're celebrating. Oh, yeah, you knew it, you know. So, it's, you know, it's just – you pay it. You got to pay attention. You got to pay yeah. attention. Did they keep mm-hmm. Did they keep running that same that same call? They changed that after that play. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember hearing another kill, kill, kill because you didn't see me blitz again. <laughs> they said Lance got back here quick. I didn't know. We, mm-hmm. had, we had no answers on that. Oh man, let's close it out with this one, man. What is the game on the schedule that you're most excited to see this Bears team play? Ooh, I you know, look. I hate to to skip the Packers because it's such a big game and it's Week One. Yeah, but the Lions. If the Lions are yep. what the Lions, if the Lions are what they were last year and better, that yep. is the team to beat. And I want us to be in a position to to say that we're competing with with uh, for first place. You know, we're either competing for first place or we're decisively in first place. And I believe that the Lions right now are before anything before we see any play run anything like that. The Lions are the team to beat in the North. You Vikings take a step back in your mind. I, I just I, I think the Vikings um they underperform. A lot of one perform. A lot of I'm sorry, a lot of lot of lot of one score last minute win games in there. Yeah, yeah. I I've I've seen uh um what I would say a, a stat, too many stacked Minnesota teams that underperformed. You know, that they, they have a lot of these players. They, it's just true, yeah. man. They have a lot of these players yeah. that 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 are 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 prime time guys and they get outplayed. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, look, they they basically just said AP, it's your team, and uh, we'll try and figure the rest out. It's sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think that that's a uh, that's interesting. Lions, I can see, I, I guess I can see that. I don't feel like there's going to be this great leap in wins though, right? Like I can see the Lions winning nine or ten games and still having a good season, making the playoff stuff like that. So I think that the Bears will be in the hunt. I think they will be competitive. Um, and I'm, I mean, I get that is a game I'm excited for. Mostly, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, mostly because I want to see what Monty do going against us. I want to be like, I right. like to me that's the game. If you can stop the dude that's coming in with a chip on his shoulder. Right. And I'm in Ross right. St. Brown talk trash about Bears fans out here. I mean, Man, you got to right. show up. It's all right. Listen, that, that, that just gets the emotions high, man. You need that in this game. You know what I mean? You, yeah. need the, you need the trash talk. You need the guys that, 
that 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 leave a bad taste, you know, that leave a bad taste in in, in your emotions. And so, and for that, that makes winning beating them even more, even even greater. You know, what I mean, I love Monty. Wish he was here. He was one of my favorite Bears. But yeah. now we got now we got to beat you. Now we now we go from do we get six two. Uh, uh, Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert, the speedster, and uh, and Deontay Foreman, the speedster. I'm a, I still love our running back. Room. I'm, I'm gonna miss you, Monty. I am, but like, our, I still love our running we're back. Solid. We're solid, yeah. right now. we're solid right <laughs> now. You know, it's, it's one of them. It's like, we good over here, we still good over yeah. here. Don't worry about that. Uh, yeah. as always, man, appreciate you guys for tuning in, showing love. You, you guys have supported the pod so well man hit that like button drop a bear down if you made it to the end of the podcast man let us know that you've been here drop a bear down if you started at the beginning i don't care drop bear down that's what we do uh follow us on everything at espn chicago and uh make sure you're listening on the espn chicago app as always it's your boy pat the designer joined by lance briggs dominating the podcast game just like he mm. dominated the field out here man stop playing with him thank there's you. no kill, thank kill you, over here he blitzing mm. the gap out here that's a i gotta find that play i'm not gonna lie i feel like somebody died on that play. <laughs> 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 hey follow us on everything man y'all stay safe out there chicago bear down Peace. Bear down, baby.